Welcome to the Find Your Leadership Confidence Podcast with Vicki Nedling. You are about to discover impactful lessons that help you grow as an individual, grow your confidence, and find the positive and good within you, so you powerfully and authentically become the best version of yourself. Be sure you visit our website at www.findyourleadershipconfidence.com. While you're there, subscribe to us via your favorite network. Now tune in, get ready, and enjoy the journey of emerging as a leader of exception in the 21st century. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Find Your Leadership Confidence podcast. My name is Vicki Nethling, and I am your host coming to you from Roswell, Georgia. The goal of the podcast is to bring topics and guests that will empower you to take your business to the next level. And today, I'm so pleased to have my guest, Branch Isol. Is that correct? Isole, actually. Isole. Oh, that's a good name. Isole. Not, not difficult like mine. So Branch Isole is an author, poet, and storyteller. He wrote and speaks. He writes and speaks about the power of choice and consequences to topics the society today needs to think about. <laughs> Known worldwide, his contemporary short stories reveal issues and emotions often experienced, but not always voiced. Branch graduated from Texas State University with a BSED did postgraduate work at University of Houston and has a master's of education administration, holds an Oxford master's of theology from Trinity Bible College and Seminary. I chose our theme to be improving relationships at home or work. Everyone get out your pencils and paper because we're gonna need to take notes. <laughs> Please join me in welcoming Branch Isoli. Thank you, Vicki. It's an honor to be here with you today. Awesome. Well, we always start out with the easy question. And you gave us some of the information. What part of the country do you call home? Still a Texas I man? Live, no, I, I oh. live in a deep forest in south central Arkansas. Arkansas. Oh my goodness. Yes. Yeah. I, I, I live among the uh, domesticated and undomesticated animals here in the forest. <laughs> my goodness. We could probably have a podcast all about that experience. My goodness. <laughs> <laughs> I, I've interviewed people that. It's an adventure. Yeah. Truly. What are the blockchain elements of success? Wow, that's a great question because, you know, people's view of success mm -hmm. can be very different depending on, on yes. their lifestyle and their ambitions and goals. Mm -hmm. But there's four blockchain elements that cut across any kind of success, whether it's personal success, career success, and those are basically stability, motion, direction, and applied power. And I always like to give the example, say you're going to go buy a, a sailboat, right? And you go down to the marina and there's four sailboats there 
and you can afford any of them. And which one are you going to select? So if we if we get in the first sailboat and it, it doesn't have a keel, then even if our sails are up and the wind is behind us, you know, we, we don't have any kind of control. So without stability, there's no nowhere we can go uh, with intended force or intention. Mm-hmm. The second sailboat has the keel and has the stability. And we've got the motion because we've got the direction that we're going with the sails. But if we don't have a rudder, then we have no steering ability. So our motion is undirected, right? Mm -hmm. The third sailboat has both the keel and the rudder and all the sets of uh, sails that we need. So we pick up all of the wind that we need and we can control our motion. We have the stability and we can control our direction. But if the wind dies, we're sunk. We're we're just sitting (laughs) still. Yeah. So our fourth sailboat has the keel that we need for stability. It has the rudder we need for steering, for direction. And it's got the sails for our, our power and our motion. But if we've got an outboard motor, then we have an application of power that no matter what the wind is doing, we can keep moving forward. So with those four concepts in mind in our relationships, whether it's at home or it's at work, if we've got that stability, then we're grounded. Mm-hmm. If we've got that motion, then we've got you know a, sor- a source and a place that we want to go. If we know the direction we're going and we've got the power we need, then we have all the things to keep moving forward. And, and that's the key is to keep moving forward. Mm-hmm. Very true. I think a lot of people, you know, they say they're stuck, but then when you ask them to do something, they're like, well, no, (laughs) you have to act. You can't just think about it. Right. Exactly. Without motion, the best idea in the world, you know, has no traction. So we've got to keep from procrastinating and get moving. So what are the motivators behind that every decision that we make then? Well, that's an interesting question also, because mm-hmm. people don't think about this. You know, when, when I have a choice or decision to make, a lot of times my most natural instinct is to decide, well, what's in it for me mm-hmm. and how do I get what I want? And yet, if we dig a little bit deeper, what we find is the five motivators behind each decision are need, do I need it, want, status, mm-hmm. love, and the final one, which is the most powerful of all, is fear, particularly fear of loss. And yeah. if you watch any kind of commercials on, on television, you know that's always the kicker, the, the subtle kicker at the end is the fear of loss. If you don't act now, you know, you're not going to get this great deal on this Mm -hmm. new car. Yeah. And they play that all the time. (laughs) (laughs) It it plays on our mind, right? Yeah. We are, as animals, we are conditioned to stimulus and response. And so 
you know, uh, corporate world and, and politicians, they know that game, that trick, that stimulus mm -hmm. and response. And so, you know, they, they tease us with the carrot, you know, and then mm -hmm. if we don't move with the carrot, sometimes they bring out the stick. <laughs> and if the stick doesn't work, then they, they threaten us with fear of loss. So that's the real yeah. powerful one. It's the fear of missing out, you know, don't want to exactly. be left behind, don't want to be not picked for the team. Exactly. Last on the list. Yeah, for sure. So how do we avoid adversity, especially, you know, taking a look at it from both angles, first maybe home and then get into the office or work situation we always in our lives are going to come across adversity. So how, how do we avoid it? Should we avoid it? Wow. That's a great question because sometimes we can't avoid it, yeah. but we, we have to recondition our thought process. We have to recondition our mind and our perception of number one, what the adversity is. Mm -hmm. And then number two, is the task to overcome the adversity or is it actually easier to avoid the adversity altogether? Mm. You know, if you think about it, a lot of times when we get into a tough situation and we start to struggle and then the struggle turns into conflict and then the conflict has us really deep in that hole and it's hard to get ourselves out. When in reality, had we thought about the consequence beforehand or the options beforehand, we might have stepped around that hole altogether. And let me give you a real good example. Um, say I go to a party and I, I drink too much. And at the end of the night, you know, everybody's leaving. And I have three options in getting home. Number one, I could get in my vehicle and drive home. Number two, I can get in my vehicle and try to drive home and perhaps be stopped by the police for my behavior, my driving. Or third, I can get in my vehicle and drive home and get into an accident. Now, only one of those allows me to get home safely, even if I'm you know, under mm -hmm. the influence. The other two are gonna be very costly in time, money, and perhaps, you know, even more serious issues or problems. Mm -hmm. And if I, if I think about those options before I get into that situation, by stepping around that hole, by getting a designated driver, catching a ride home, getting a taxi, then I've automatically eliminated the possibility of the two negative ones. And so I always find that, you know, instead of um, impulsively responding if we analyze the situation, and this is very easy to do because as human beings, you know, we use our old pattern behavior mm -hmm. as sort of our North Star. And well, I've driven inebriated before and I got home, so, mm -hmm. you know, no problem. But <clears throat> if we examine the options ahead of time, then we're more prepared to make a better choice. And, and that's what we're trying to do is make a choice that gives us a consequence that we can invite or embrace or live with and not a consequence that's going to cause us, you know, extensive problems and, and trouble ahead. 
Mm -hmm. That's that simple. We have to change those old pattern behaviors to a new pattern behavior. And, and that's where the thought process comes in mind. You know, the Lord has been so good to us. He gives us a brain that acts like a supercomputer. Mm -hmm. And we can, we can change thoughts, you know, literally at the speed of thought. We can, I, I read recently that we, we have about 60,000 thoughts per day. Mm -hmm. But the interesting thing about our brain is we can only focus on one thought at a time. Mm. Now, I can do several things. I can you know, be at my computer, listen to music, and, and be engaged in reading. But my focus can only be in one place. Mm. And although I can change it as quickly as I want, I can't have multiple thoughts. So when I'm thinking about my options at the party, you know, I can only focus on one of those at a time. And if I focus on the consequences of each of those, then I can make a better choice. So the idea is when I have a thought that's going to be detrimental to my future and my outcome, if I change that thought, then I can change the action. Mm -hmm. And when we change our actions, we can change our habits. So I can get a designated driver every time I need one. When we change our habits, we change our character. Mm -hmm. And when we change our character, we change our destiny. And this is why these links are so important between yeah. what my thoughts are, what my actions are, and what the outcomes of my consequences are. Right. And, and really, only you can change your behavior. So you have to believe that the whatever your choice is, is the right one. Uh, I could tell you all day, uh, sleep on the couch or, you know, here, get, get a ride from somebody. But if you don't want to do it, it's, you know, your free will to do whatever you chose and live with the consequences exactly. of whatever you chose. It, exactly. But, you know, our consequences today have so many ramifications. And oh, yeah. You know, 100 years ago, 200 years ago, 300 years ago, people's primary desire and function when they got up every morning was to survive to the end of the day, right? Yeah. Um, that was their focus, was get food and water and shelter mm -hmm. and not be attacked by someone or something. And so those options were very limited. Today, we have so many options and so many choices and a lot of times, you know, uh, we don't realize that our past options, choices, and consequences really set the stage for us in our future. If we keep going to those old pattern behaviors and responses, expecting a new outcome, <laughs> then why are we surprised when I'm thrown in jail, you know, for DUI for the third time? So yeah. it's a matter of choice. Like you say, it's free will, but we, we need to learn to make better choices yeah. so the outcomes are better and the fallout is not negative. And, and this is what gets to, you know, our opening point is about relationships. Uh, healthy relationships promote balance and growth. Yeah. Unhealthy relationships you know, promote misery and, and all kinds of problems. And, you know, it breaks our heart to see somebody struggling in a relationship where there's issues that 
you know, people can't overcome mm -hmm. because they keep repeating the same poor choices and the same outcomes. Yeah, you, you see that so often in relationships where they are so happy to get out of one relationship only to go right into another one, same scenario, same, you know, same situation and, and don't see that they're doing that. Yeah, there's, it's, it's a shame, but, the, you know, people get comfortable in that uncomfortableness mm. and for a variety of reasons in, in their lives, you know, they don't think they can break that cycle or they don't want to break that cycle. Mm. And so it's like you say, you see them repeating, you know, out of a relationship six weeks later into another relationship that's fundamentally the same yeah. behaviors back and forth. And, and then the, it repeats itself again and again. And and that's a tough way to live. For sure. What's one thing you can do to improve your life today? Wow. Um, well, that's I a loaded question. Thing, yeah, well, you know, we have to be honest with ourselves. Yeah. You know, there, there's the me that I see in the mirror. And then there's the me that I attempt to portray to the world yeah. and then there's the me back in the recesses that's still got all of that baggage that I've been mm -hmm. carrying with me um, and it can be a little bag or a big bag but the more it consumes my framework of reference mm -hmm. the more it consumes my identity and when it does that you know I, I sabotage myself yeah being successful and moving forward and right. and then what's even worse is when i fail or when i'm rejected you know then i go to that place where i beat myself up about it mm -hmm. and so it's difficult to get out of that cycle so i always said well the first thing is we've got to be honest you know be honest with yourself and that's the first step um and how do you do that self-discovery? How do you know that sitting down with yourself and having that talk to say, what, you know, what am I doing? Well, yeah, we, we all experience 12 fundamental lessons in life. And these lessons continually show up as events and people and choices in our lives until we gain control or success over them mm. and so the first one with the base level that we all start in mm -hmm. as children is one of insecurity you know we come into the world and we are immediately dependent upon our mother and then our family yeah and so those first insecure steps we take start to plant those seeds and then we all grow up in some form of dysfunction. I mean, that's just the truth of, of life's reality. Every family is dysfunctional in some form or fashion. And if that's our family, you know, that's part of our experience. Mm -hmm. So whatever my insecurities are coming out of childhood, our tendency is often to hold on to those because they're very difficult to work through. Right. You know, if I could become an adult and I, I look at myself and I say, well, I'm too fat, I'm too short, I'm too bald, 
whatever it may be, my eyes, you know, I'm not pretty enough, I'm not sexy enough, whatever that token mm -hmm. may be, as long as I hold on to those insecurities, I'm always at that level. I can never yeah. grow. Right. So once we can deal with the insecurities and you realize, A, you know, nobody's perfect. Everybody's got their issues. Mm -hmm. And so I can let go of these things. And once we begin to realize we can let go of those, you know, insecurities, then we can remove the mask and start to see ourselves for who we are. Mm -hmm. And there's plenty of stories and, and history of people who have those same faults or incapabilities who've, you know, done great things. So it's not like, well, I'm too short to be on the basketball team. Uh, if you're, if every shot you take hits in the net, trust me, they won't care how short you are. Mm -hmm. So you got to overcome the insecurity stage. And once we get out of that and I go, okay, well, I'm going to tackle the world, my life and my world, regardless of, I can't, I'm not going to grow any taller. Then we move on to all of the things that have us you know, mired in our daily life, and that's responsibility, reliability, dependability, yeah. accountability, and credibility. And those lessons in life are the practical ones that are tested every day in our relationships at home and at work, right? Yeah. And so every time one of those lessons, I'm thrown into a situation where it tests my reliability, if I accomplish that task and I prove my reliability, then I've conquered that one, right? Mm -hmm. So I can move on to the next one. And that's primarily the male dominated area, you know, men hunt, women gather. So we're out there doing all of the, the work kinds of uh, tasks and the success in uh, business tasks. And that's where our focus is. Well, the number seven, the pivotal lesson is risk. And when you get to risk, you have to determine, okay, am I going to get out of the practical lessons and take on the esoteric lessons? Mm. And the, the higher level lessons are trust, commitment, forgiveness, truth, and love. Mm. And lo and behold, those are primarily female traits and attributes. You know, females are more naturally nurturing Mm -hmm. and more naturally naturing. Mm -hmm. So they, they, females tend to do excel faster and more completely in those tasks that require trust, commitment, forgiveness, love, and truth. And so you've got women in the workplace today who try to, you know, come with those attributes and have to tackle the, the more basic hand-to-hand -hand combat business types of things the responsibility, reliability, accountability ones. And men who are biologically wired to succeed in those, I don't want to say lower level, but that more practical daily life level have find issues with the commitment and the forgiveness and mm -hmm. the truth and the love. And so that's where the struggle comes, especially in a work situation and especially for say new managers or yeah. mid managers mm -hmm. who are responsible for you know production and, and success and reaching those goals 
and a team of mixed gender people who have all of these different strengths mm -hmm. and weaknesses. And a lot of mid-managers, you know, find it difficult because if I'm a male, I'm focused and identify with those, those practical ones and the more esoteric ones are difficult for me. But if I'm the mid-manager, it's my responsibility to try and help all of my team right. people, you know, right. on both ends of that spectrum. Mm -hmm. So uh, it's, uh, it, <laughs> it makes life interesting. That's exactly right. <laughs> so how does experiential growth happen actually? Experiential growth, well, let me give you another example. Mm -hmm. um, say you're in a relationship, you know, and, and your spouse does something that is aggravating to you. Never. Well, the adult, <laughs> the, yeah, put that toilet seat down. <laughs> the, the, the person who is the offender in this situation, mm -hmm. um, often their first response is, well, you know, I've always been this way. <laughs> And, and the truth is, you aren't always this way, because when we were dating, and when we were recording, you know, this behavior <laughs> was not in evidence. Yes. So how, how, how are we going to change that? Well, mm -hmm. again, we have to break that old pattern behavior mm -hmm. yeah. that is so comfortable. That's usually our first automatic response is the same thing you know, the same reasoning, the same excuse, the same action that I've used in the past. So we have to break that pattern. Well, the only way we can break it is if we have something to replace it with, right? <laughs> so we need to replace or reinvent or redefine what that behavior is. And it's just like when you have a two-year-old, you use reward and punishment. Mm -hmm to try and con control their temper or their, their you know, their, their uh, times when they're being obstinate. Mm -hmm. What's the same thing with adults? You know, we, we've got to have a reward that's more effective than punishment. And it's mm -hmm. got to have a reward that is more rewarding for changing that behavior. So the way to change the behavior is to give that person different options, right? And mm -hmm. if you put the toilet seat down, if you'll do this action, then I can do this action or we can do this action. And it's mm -hmm. just a matter of, of trial and error. But when you find the one that works, then that's the one you want to repeat. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, they, they say that we have to see or hear something six times Mm -hmm. before it even starts to make an impression yeah. but the, the more impressions we have the easier it becomes and then that becomes our new habit so that's what we're trying to do is change the habit mm -hmm. with a new response which gives us a different feeling a different reward or different outcome and it's, it's just this constant retraining it's like training a pet you know to, mm -hmm. to go outside to do its business it takes time takes energy but pretty soon the concept sinks in and then every time they go outside they get rewarded so then okay. you've got a, a you know a new uh new structure that works for them and works for you 
Well, they never said relationships had to be easy, so <laughs> it takes work. Well, they're not intended to be easy because when we come in, when we come into a relationship, right? I'm a me and you are you, mm. and we've agreed to move forward together. And as we do that, all of a sudden we start to discover things about each other that we didn't know before. You know, when mm. we were infatuated and fell in love, we only saw the good things in yep. each other that pleased us. And then the, the more we got to know each other, there were some things, some idiosyncrasies that sort of, <clears throat> you know, became small or large problems and issues. And, and that's the key. Now, now we have two things we need to do. Number one, we need to communicate about those things, yes. not in an accusatorial way, but in a let's discuss this way. So we, we've got to you know, open the discussion. And second, we need to be vulnerable. If mm. I'm revealing things about myself to you and you are the one person that I should be able to trust with this information, that I have to be vulnerable enough to tell you this information. Mm -hmm. And I'm trusting in your love and concern and can and care for me that you're gonna you're gonna take it in a receptive way. Right. And then we can discuss about, you know, once I've revealed it and you've accepted it, now we can get down to the nuts and bolts of uh, can you live with it? Can I correct it? How do right. I go about doing right. that? And that's why communication is so important in relationships sure. and relationship partners who don't communicate, you know, simply keep digging that hole deeper and mm. deeper. And at some point, the truth is going to come out and then it's going to be more difficult, you know, because then we've got emotions involved that mm. you could have told me that two years ago and all <laughs> of those recriminations start and it, and it makes it more difficult. Yeah, for sure. So what are the cornerstones of relationship? I think you gave one, communication. What else? Well, communication is the action, okay? Mm -hmm. the, the four cornerstones of a relationship, mm -hmm. and this is why it's so important to have all four. Number one is love, right? Everyone is capable of giving and receiving love. Mm -hmm. So we've got that potential. And what we're trying to do is share that, that love, share that desire, mm -hmm and that commitment. The second one is approval. You know, mm -hmm. we, we all grow up craving approval, first mm -hmm. from our parents, then from our peers, then from our world at large. Right. And so this need for approval is a real motivator for us as, as humans. The third one is agenda. We don't think about it a lot, but everyone who comes into our life has an agenda, mm -hmm. right? In a relationship, I want something from the people in my life and they want something from me. And so that agenda that I have, if it's only focused on me, then there's probably rough road ahead, right? And mm -hmm. a lot of blame and excuses and trouble. If the agenda is a shared agenda, then we can work forward together as a team, as a couple, as a partnership. Mm -hmm. The fourth one, and the one that's most often missing or damaged, is spiritual grounding. And this one's important because it's the easel upon which the picture of our life is set. 
And without spiritual grounding, you know, all of my efforts and my energy and my focus is in me in this world and right. the things of the world. When I have spiritual grounding, I understand that there's a balance between mm -hmm. who I am. There's the human me, the physical me, and there's also the spiritual me, the, the cosmic energy that I am at the point of origination mm -hmm. when I'm born. I'm mind, body, soul, and spirit. So if that spirit is damaged or non-existent, those other three are not going to stand for long. Once I've got that balance and that, that spirit is part of me, then I've got all four things that I need for that relationship stability. And this is why you find so many relationships where one person is spiritually grounded and the other person is not that there seems to be a lot of conflict sometimes because the non-spiritual person, for whatever reason, just doesn't want to go to that place of admission or admitting that, you know, they think that that makes them a weaker person sometimes. Yeah. And, and that's that makes it tough for the relationship. For sure. So if you're in that situation where you have a relationship that's broken or breaking, how do you um, repair it? Wow. Well, you can attempt to repair it, you know, yourself at home together. Uh, you may need professional help. That's, that's always an option. That's always a good option, depending on the severity of, of the, you know, the damage that's been done. Um, when we can try and do, here's the interesting thing about a problem in a relationship, right? Mm -hmm. I do something that is offensive to you or harms you in some way. And so the first thing I do is I say, Vicki, I'm sorry, you know, and, and my expectation is then for you to say, I forgive you, or that's okay. And then I say, well, let's move on. Mm -hmm. But when I have done something that damages our relationship, there's actually three levels of pain that you are experiencing. The first one is the pain of the action or the manifested action, whatever mm -hmm. it is I did that harmed you. The second level is a betrayal. There's a pain of betrayal mm -hmm. that I did it. And then the deepest one is the breach of trust, mm -hmm. right? And so when I say, I'm sorry, please forgive me, you know, let's move on. I'm sorry for the action that I committed, but you're in that place of the sense of betrayal and the breach of trust. And that's why it's necessary to have some steps to go through. And this is what most troubled relationships don't realize. There are seven steps you can go through before you go to professional help. Mm. Now, even if you go for professional help, if you go through these seven steps, you'll have a foundation where the professional can really do some more, you know, deep diving. So the, I'll go through, through them real quick. The first one is recognition that harm has been done. Right. Taking responsibility for that harm. Mm -hmm. Having regret mm -hmm. that I did it. Mm -hmm. Having remorse that I did it. Having redress, which is um, a... a a way to fix it, mm -hmm. uh, knowing that it can't be repeated in the future. And finally, repentance, 
repentance is an interesting one because most people think of repentance as a religious you know connection but mm -hmm. repentance is actually not only will i not repeat it in the future but my future behavior is changed uh, repentance or changing future behavior is the real key and only when we've gone through those seven steps can forgiveness be considered or merited Mm -hmm. And so, you know, it's essential to go through those steps. Um, if I recognize I harmed, if I take responsibility for that harm, and I regret that I did it, the regret is for you. The next step, the remorse is for me. Mm -hmm. You know, I feel bad that I hurt you, but I feel bad for me that I hurt you. Mm -hmm. And then we come up with the solution or the new condition, the regress, and then it's never repeated again, and the future behavior is changed, so it can never happen again. If we go through those seven steps, then we've touched on, we've taken care of the manifested action, we've touched on reducing the betrayal feeling, and we've planted that seed that trust can begin again mm. and without the trust the relationship is fundamentally doomed you either you know are, are going to be together and hate it or be miserable and uncomfortable or you're going to terminate the relationship and so that's what we're trying to avoid everyone makes mistakes and everyone can change their future behavior but it has to be the desire, like you said early on in, mm -hmm. in our time together today, only you can make that change. Mm -hmm. And that's where, the, that's where the difficulty and the tough part comes, you know, how strong am I? How bad do I really want to change? And then am I willing to do it? What do I need to do it? And how do I get through doing it? Yeah, you, you see so many family relationships where people just won't forgive and forget. They haven't gone through all of those stages. Yeah, well, the forgiving is the tough part, but the, the issue is you'll never forget. Yeah, that's, you know, I guess that's, that's true. That's why, the, that's why the, the rebuilding of the trust is so important because mm -hmm. you'll never forget. Any, any relationship, you know, especially something like infidelity or, or money or children, um, when those pains are that great, mm -hmm. that memory is always there. And that's why there's always that seed of doubt. And that's why it's so hard for the transgressor, you know, mm. to, to prove themselves right. worthy again of that, that trust again. And mm. it's been done. People can do it. But it, it takes, the key is both people have to agree to all seven steps. And mm -hmm. If you can't get through those seven steps, the likelihood is, you know, the pain is just too great. Um, mm -hmm. But it can't be done. But it takes work. You know, it's not a six-minute or a six-day process. This is six weeks, six months, six years. Yeah. This is long-term work. But you know, how much do you love the person? How bad do you want the relationship? And how willing are you to change? And, mm -hmm. and those are all big choices in relationships. For sure. Well, this time has flown by. You have given us such great information, but it is time now for rapid fire. So I have some things taken from your bio. 
and and probably one minute is not enough time for you to talk about any one of these things but if we could just keep it as brief as possible and uh, we'll have another interview with these more in detail but personal responsibility when i say that what does that make you think about respect if if you want respect, then you have to take responsibility for your actions. For sure. How about link between choice and consequences? All you college well, kids we listen about, to this. <laughs> we, we talked about that extensively. For every choice, there's a consequence. Mm -hmm. And the idea is to make better choices so the consequences are better. You know, we don't want damage and fallout that we have to contend with. That takes a lot of time, a lot of energy, and a lot of money. So good choices make good consequences. The power of the truth. Wow, this is the big one, you know. Mm. Uh, and until, until you have spiritual grounding, everything in life is a choice um, between somebody telling you this and somebody telling you that and which one is true yeah when you get spiritual grounding and you have the the strength and the power of god's spirit living within you you automatically see the truth in your life in your world and when you see the truth the lies and the fabrications mm -hmm. and the faults is so easy to recognize then it's a simple choice of am i going to you know go to the light and embrace the truth or am i going to continue to to believe in what i know is a lie mm -hmm. again that that's a choice of free will so you are a poet and an entrepreneur what I is am. that yeah. what does that journey look like growth uh mm -hmm. i started I, after college i was in corporate sales uh for 15 years sales and marketing uh very successful but it didn't work for me uh the next 20 years i was the founder and partner of five small business entrepreneurial startups and then at 50 i decided i needed to go back to school so i went back and got another degree and that put me on the spiritual path and so for the last 25 years, I've been writing and talking about, uh, you know, growth and balance and change and truth. And it, it's all focused on spiritual strength, spiritual grounding. Awesome. Yeah, you have a lot of things out there on your site. <laughs> so that leads me to what's your next journey? What What's next on the, the list of the things Branch is going to do? Well, where are you going to branch out to? <laughs> That's so exactly, <laughs> exactly. Uh, it, it's interesting. Uh, the last six years, I have been focused on Bible prophecy and the end times and last days. So that's what my study is now. And um, that's, you know, part of my next phase, my next journey is to help interested people understand what the, the future holds for us as a world and some of the precursor events that are taking place today, every day 
in our news cycle that are pointing to this change that's coming in the world. It is time now for our warning to those that are just listening, that if you didn't grab a pencil and paper earlier, you should have, because there were a lot of notes to be taken, but it's, I'm gonna share the contact information for a branch. So if you could just get that paper and pencil and those that are looking, you'll have time to do a screenshot. All right, so we have the website, which is www.manaopublishing.com. That's M-A-N-A-O-P-U-B-L-I-S-H-I-N-G.com. He's on LinkedIn using his name to search for Branch Isole. You have him on Facebook at Podcast Guest Branch Isole. He's on YouTube as well. Just search for his name, you'll find him. And I'm going to let him talk to you about uh, the podcast that he has and some other things going on there. Thanks, Vicki. Well, for those people who are interested, you know, in, in finding out more about my writing and, and my podcast and things like that, you can just Google my name, Branch Isole, and that'll bring up all the links. For people who are listening to this podcast and want more information about some of the things that we discussed today, if you go to my website, there's a podcast link. And in that link, it will give you some free PDF downloads that will focus in on many of the things we talked about. Uh, all of my books are available at Amazon, Barnes & Noble, uh, Apple Store, all of the usual places that you would buy books and ebooks, they're also available at my website. So if you Google my name, that's the easiest way, and that'll give you all the links that you need. I invite you to go to my YouTube channel. There's lots of stories and poetry posted there for free. Yeah, for sure. Lots and lots. He was very prolific. Well, thank you so much for being our guest today. You were very informative. You gave us lots and lots of tips. I took tons of notes. I will go back and listen to this to even get some more. Lots to think about too. And I, I think that's what I love about the podcast is that it, it does invite thought. Yeah. And um, I think today that's what we need to do. But thanks for being such a great guest. I always end this. Go ahead. My pleasure. Thank you so much for having me. You're welcome. As always, I encourage everyone that life is a journey and it's up to you to enjoy the ride. This is Vicki Nettling signing off. Thank you for tuning into the Find Your Leadership Confidence Podcast with Vicki Nettling, where we share impactful lessons that help you grow as an individual, grow your confidence, and find the positive and good within you so you powerfully and authentically become the best version of yourself. Remember to visit our website at www.findyourleadershipconfidence.com and enjoy even more great episodes like this one. Again, while you're here, subscribe to us via your favorite network. We look forward to seeing you next time on the Find Your Leadership Confidence Podcast.